In the fall of 1862, the large, well-equipped Union Army occupied northern Tennessee. While both sides continued to battle in Virginia, the states of Kentucky and Tennessee were sites of early defeats for the Confederacy. Confederate raider John Hunt Morgan, who sought to disrupt Union supply lines, had led several successful skirmishes in the upper Middle Tennessee area. Several times he had ridden and camped in the Hartsville area, where he was always warmly received by the citizens of Hartsville. While in Hartsville, several months prior to the battle, Morgan had one of his men, Gordon E. Niles, a New Yorker with publishing experience and loyal to the Southern cause, take command of an abandoned printing press and publish a newspaper, the Hartsville Vidette, on August 16, 1862. It is still in publication today. As events unfolded in Tennessee, the Cumberland River became a natural boundary separating Union and Confederate squads with the Union Army occupying the areas north of the river, Carthage, Lafayette, Gallatin, Castalian Springs, and Hartsville, and the Confederates holding the area south of the river, Lebanon, Sparta, Baird's Mill, and Murfreesboro. While in the Murfreesboro area with the Army of Tennessee, Colonel Morgan learned of the Union strong garrisons in those areas to the north, including the town he was quite fond of, Hartsville. The elevation of Hartsville provided a great outlook of the river, allowing the troops to see for miles in the direction of the enemy. It also allowed them to overlook the town, and the river could easily be forded in that location. Hartsville was an important location for both sides to hold. At Hartsville, Colonel Absalon B. Moore of the 104th Illinois was in command of the Federal 39th Brigade, 2,400 men strong, consisting of the 106th and 108th Ohio Infantry, the 104th Illinois Infantry, the 13th Indiana Artillery, the 2nd Indiana Cavalry, and a portion of the 11th Kentucky Cavalry. General Elay Azar Payne was Union commander at Gallatin with troops numbering 6,000. General Payne had a reputation as a merciless commander, and Morgan had also learned of his hard-hearted tactics dealing with Southern sympathizers, making him anxious to retaliate on behalf of the Confederacy. Aware that Payne's command was too large for him to defeat, Morgan decided instead to attack Colonel Moore's command in Hartsville, which his spies had estimated at 1,500 men strong. Morgan felt strongly he could approach Hartsville from his location in southern Wilson County, overtake the Union camp quickly, destroying the Hartsville garrison, earning a much-needed victory for the Confederacy. He would later discover that his spies had greatly miscalculated the number of troops camped at Hartsville. As his men were resting at Baird's Mill, nine miles south of Lebanon in southern Wilson County, Morgan traveled to Murfreesboro to urge General Braxton Bragg, whose command had withdrawn from Kentucky to Middle Tennessee, to sanction an attack after careful thought and Morgan's persistence. Bragg approved his proposal to cross the Cumberland and hit Hartsville. After being allowed to select two regiments of infantry, containing some 700 men, from Colonel Roger W. Harrison's Kentucky Brigade, he chose the 2nd and 9th Cavalry under the command of his uncle, Colonel Thomas H. Hunt, as well as Cobb's Battery. 
His own men consisted of the 7th, 8th, 11th Kentucky Cavalry, and the 9th Tennessee Cavalry, a group of local men commanded by Hartsvillian, Colonel James D. Bennett. Morgan's Cavalry for the mission was commanded by his brother-in-law, Colonel Basil W. Duke, including two of Morgan's Kentucky batteries, Stoners and Corbett's, Morgan's forces totaled 2,100. On Saturday morning, December 6th, 1862, Morgan and his command left Baird's Mill at 10 a.m. with only the officers knowing their destination. There had been a drastic change in the weather that week, going from fall-like temperatures to no ice and frigid cold temperatures, making the crossing more difficult and the Union camp less vigilant against an attack. The Confederate troops traveled for eight miles through the snow and sleet before stopping in Lebanon about 2 p.m. to rest and eat. As they left Lebanon, the men were told their destination, Hartsville, and excitement spread throughout the ranks as they continued their long march in the icy conditions toward Hartsville some 17 miles away. Arriving at the Cumberland River at 10 p.m., they began their crossing of the cold, dark water. Taking longer than expected to cross the Cumberland, Colonel Morgan, the infantry, artillery, and a small part of the cavalry crossed at Puryear's Bend. The remaining majority of the cavalry, led by Colonel Basil W. Duke, traveled a few miles further to find another ford across the river, and this caused a dangerous delay. Daylight was breaking, and the element of surprise was quickly slipping away. Colonel Duke was forced to leave a large portion of his cavalry units, who were still crossing the river behind, so that he could rush to meet Morgan at their planned rendezvous point. Because of the complicated river crossing, Morgan's force was now reduced to 1,300 men. Colonel James D. Bennett and his 9th Tennessee Cavalry were sent into town to cut off any escape the Union troops might take. As they approached the Union camp, the first Union pickets were captured by a small group of Morgan's command disguised in Union uniforms. But their backups fired shots at the fast-moving Confederates and prevented their surprise attack. The cry was heard, The Rebels are coming! Soon it became apparent by the glow of campfires that the Union numbers were much greater than at first was anticipated. Colonel Duke exclaimed to Morgan, You have more work cut out for you than you bargained for. Morgan answered, Yes, and you gentlemen must whip and catch these fellows and cross the river in two hours and a half, or we'll have 6,000 more on our backs. They were victorious in their efforts. In just 75 minutes, Morgan's men outmaneuvered, outflanked, and outfought the Union enemy, thus totally defeating a much larger force than their own. Union losses were 58 killed, 204 wounded, and 1,834 captured. Total casualties were 2,096. Confederate battle losses were 21 killed, 104 wounded, and 14 missing from a total, for a total of 139 casualties. 
hurrying to recross the Cumberland for the second time in less than nine hours, Morgan successfully transported his men, prisoners, and the captured supplies back across the icy water before the Union reinforcement at Castalian Springs could arrive. In Nashville, a telegram arrived from the General-in-Chief in Washington, D.C. The President, Abraham Lincoln, directs that you immediately report why an isolated brigade was at Hartsville and by whose command and also by whose fault it was surprised and captured. Not receiving an appropriate answer, the general-in-chief fired back, the most important of the president's inquiries have not been answered. What officer or officers are chargeable with the surprise at Hartsville and deserve punishment? Morgan and his men were well-received and honored by many local citizens along the route as they traveled back to Murfreesboro with their captured wagons, arms, and much-needed supplies. The victory was a much-needed boost to the morale of the Confederates. Morgan was highly praised for his victory and received congratulations from the Confederate Congress. Confederate President Jefferson Davis arrived two days later and promoted Morgan to the rank of Brigadier General. During his visit, Davis was presented the captured Federal Infantry Colors. General Bragg also complimented the entire command and ordered that the name of Hartsville be inscribed on the banners of all regiments participating. Perhaps Colonel Basil Duke summed up the Battle of Hartsville when he said, This expedition justly esteemed the most brilliant thing that Morgan had ever done and was referred to with pride by every man who was in it. <laughs>